1: Good evening, everybody. It is Jay Scott. This is the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. Hope everyone is getting ready for the holidays. Hope everyone's ready for the relatives to come on by and annoy the crap out of you. I know uh, I'm not really looking forward to that, but it's one of those necessary evils during the holidays. To continue our Hook Rocks holiday series, I welcome back Tom and Zeus from the Shout It Out Loudcast. How you doing today, gentlemen?
0: Hey AJ, how you doing? Thanks for having us.
1: Appreciate you guys, AJ. Thank you, buddy. Happy pre- to be here. Yeah, I appreciate you coming back. And we we are going to do the topic that we were originally going to do over a month ago, a couple months ago, which was the favorite deep cuts of Led Zeppelin because we're all three huge Led Zeppelin fans.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, this is this will be good. Like we said uh, the last time we were on your show. Um, obviously we're huge kiss fans with the shout it out loud cast, but, uh, we, we love talking other music and, uh, Zeppelin is, uh, some of our favorite stuff. So, uh, this should be a good one.
1: What does Zeppelin mean to you guys? Yeah, for me,
2: um, top five band. Um, everybody goes through that phase where all they listen to Zeppelin for a while. I, I went through that. Um, I've gone through all their albums. You know, you read Hammer of the Gods. You, you, you know, for a while they are growing up in the 80s and early 90s and stuff, That was like back and hot. All the bands always that you, you know, we grew up listening to or saying how much they love Zeppelin. And they were still like an it band in all the magazines and everything you were still reading about. And, uh, for me, I think they're just timeless. Timeless music. It it just never goes away. And uh I I will never get sick of it. I'll play them till the day I die probably. Just great musicianship, great lyrics, uh, great all around. I can't I can't say enough about Zeppelin.
0: Yeah, I, I I agree with that. I mean Zeppelin is right up there on the the Mount Rushmore bands for me. Um they're everything. A rock and roll band should be, you know, the swagger, the groove, the musicianship, the lyrics, the aura, the, the mysticism, the just, you know, you know, you got the you got Robert Plant, Jimmy Page. I mean, the, some people say the greatest drummer of all time, the greatest guitar player of all time. I mean, it's they're just the timeless band. And, uh, you know, getting ready for a, for an episode like this, it was just great. Just you know cuz i listen to zeppelin all the time but kind of sinking myself back into their catalog is just always fun to do
1: zeppelin really is the band that could do it all right i mean they could play a song yep. like immigrant song to rock and roll to that's the way to all my love there really wasn't anything they couldn't do they were they were they're timeless but they're also way ahead of their time as well i mean the the ultimate test for a rock and roll band a rock and roll artist is standing the test of time. And what's great about Zeppelin is all their songs can be rediscovered over and over again, meaning that they, they continue to sound fresh. They never sound dated and you compare them to their, their contemporaries during that time, the late sixties, early seventies. And you really can't say that a lot about a lot of bands where, you know, you just put on one of their records and it sounds like it was just, it's just like a new release. like It was just released like two months ago, the way it sounds and the way, you know, sonically it was produced. To, To me, Zeppelin is number one. I grew up as a Kiss fan. My cousin came over from California between my junior and senior year of high school with a duffel bag full of Zeppelin bootlegs. And that's all I listened to for two months. And by the time he left, I was all in on Led Zeppelin.
0: Yeah, I mean, agreed. I mean, like you said, they can do it all. I mean, they can rock out when they need to. They can slow it down with some acoustic stuff. They obviously you have like the blues groove. Um, you know, they can get it a bluegrass. They can. I mean, every genre they can kind of nail. And depending on what your mood is for, you know, that music is there for you. Um, and like you said, I think the freshness of their sound is is the thing that keeps them keeps them going. Like you said, it's you know we're almost in two thousand twenty. You know, when their first album came out you know, what, 1969, uh, 68 or whatever it was. And, uh, you know, you put it on this day and it rocks harder than a lot of the bands that we hear now.
2: Yeah, the, the other part that I like is like, as a kid growing up, you, you could always picture yourself as a rock god like Jimmy Page or Robert Plant, the ultimate front man. Or even like banging away at the bass and doing the crazy stuff. Of course, who doesn't want to pretend that they're bottom on the drums? Like Every one of them had their song or showcase and you put them all together with that mysticism, the rock and roll excess, the crazy stories, the souls of the devil. uh, Like all that just combined and they were out, in and gone in about a decade. It, it, It leads to that aura about them that they're that, that something special when they were together for those 10 years and uh shame on us unfortunately we weren't around really to go watch them live but is it's there it's, it's timeless
1: i agree i you know one of the things that contributes to their aura and makes them special is they don't oversaturate their audience you know, like the Stones, or you can even say that about the Beatles, too, as well. There's something about Zeppelin that remains a mystery. And they don't, like, you know, everyone knows of them. Everyone knows they're great. But they don't, you're, you're you're not constantly bombarded by Zeppelin this and Zeppelin that, you know, like you are with the Stones or with the Beatles or other bands that do that. I mean, a lot of artists today, especially a lot of pop artists, can learn a lesson from Zeppelin. In how to keep your legacy going when you haven't made a record in almost 30 years. You know, I mean, I mean that says so much. And I think a lot of it has to do with Plant being the one out of the remaining three that really kind of slows down the train on the track, that really kind of keeps, you know, like you guys said, the mysticism with them, the mystery of of Led Zeppelin. And I think that creates its own... It's own thing, like where people need more, need more, and they won't give you more, and that makes you want it more.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think you're right. They're, uh, unlike a lot of bands, you know, like primarily our favorite band, Kiss, still around. We love it. Um, but, you know, like you said, they came and went. And, you know, you look at a band, you know, I'm not comparing them musically, but I would compare them maybe uh, uh, culturally and the effect that they have on the musical landscape. You look at a, at a band like The Doors. Who came and went in less than a decade, pretty much primarily the the bulk of the of their catalog, and they came and went, and you know they have you know obviously a different style band, not a, not a hard rock band, but I think that kind of that mystery and that aura and the uniqueness of the sound is what pe- is what keeps people coming back for more. Uh, you know, Zeppelin obviously more so. Than the Doors I'm a huge Doors fan I don't know about you But I think those bands That kind of did so much In such a short amount of time And then kind of Came and went um, And their music lives on You know In classic rock radio For better or for worse um, I think those are the bands That just Will just be around forever
2: Yeah The other thing to that Is It's something to be said That You know Robert Plant And John Bonham Were childhood friends Neither of them were big stars and then one dies and the other one just says that's it. I'm not playing without my bandmate. That's it. And they and they stick to it. Maybe, you know, I'll be at a couple shows here and there, but they plant's like I have no reason to do it. I don't want to be in this band without my brother. And, and he stood by it. So there's something pretty admirable about it and it's respected. Um, because everyone's just been dying to see it. And they've been kind of like, you know, Jimmy Page is wanted, John Paul Jones will go on with it, and Jason Bonham, John's son was wanting to get in on it. And then Robert Plant's just like, nah, I'm good. Don't need it. And I think that has also kind of led to a lot of that, you know, the clamoring, like and wanting more and stuff, leading them to kind of be still in the public eye.
1: There was an interview with Robert Plant couple years ago on the house of strombo uh you can find it on youtube and it was a great interview because he talks about that he talks about how when they did the reunion show in 2008 um playing with jason Bonham, although he did a great job plant had a difficult time getting through that show um so i'm sure I, I, i can imagine yeah, and then he also talks about when they toured with when Page and Plant did their tours in the early 90s. You know, when he's in front of yep. you know, in a festival of like 90,000, 80,000 people him saying to himself, I don't need this anymore. This doesn't excite me. And like you guys said, you know, they stuck, you know, he has stuck to it, right? He has said that he wants to move on and do other things and he has. You know, whether it's the bluegrass stuff with uh, the the I forget her name, Allison Krauss. Or if it's with his current band, it's more of a rockabilly style. He has done that. And even with the Honey Drippers right after the, you know, Zeppelin disbanded, even though I'm not a big fan of it, I have to respect the fact that he's willing to push himself outside the boundaries and not just be known as the Led Zeppelin singer. So a lot of respect to Plant. I mean, how many how many artists today stick by those principles? And, you know, like like Zeus said, you know, never wavers. He he, he yeah. sticks to his word. He's, uh, he, did you ever see the interview with Charlie Rose? Yes.
2: Yeah. Did you see how many times Charlie Rose kept buttoning in and telling him, well, why don't you come back? You were real close. You were real close. And he kept pushing and pushing. And Bland was like, no. <laughs> it was like he's just, you could tell he's at peace with it. He's like, yeah. you're not going to convince me by guilting the here on live TV. No. The answer is no. I'm all set. I don't need it. And you're right. uh, I do respect that whole aspect of Robert's, uh, you know, um, I I guess you would say his admiration. Huge Elvis fan. And he always talks about it. So with such admiration for Elvis in the 50s. And I love that he does that. You know, the guy that, you know, doesn't need the money, doesn't need anything, and he likes the music. So I feel like doing some bluegrass with Alison Krauss, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do some, like, 50s uh, rockabilly type music. I'm going to do it. Good for him. You know, he doesn't need the money. He's doing it for what he what he likes. At least he's putting new music out there. So
1: I uh, much, you know, you've got to tip your hat to him. I agree. I also think, too, there's one underlying issue, too, as well. And I think that's what we've talked about. Their music still sounds fresh and it still sounds great. He knows that if they did a big, gigantic tour, the people that never saw Zeppelin would never get to see Zeppelin even on a reunion tour, because it wouldn't be Led Zeppelin. And he knows that. And he wants to keep that legacy intact, like like we talked about earlier. Have him keep wanting it, but never give it to him, and it keeps people craving it more. And and I think he, out of the three, understands that element.
0: Yeah, I think – no, Zeus, go
2: ahead. No, the only thing I was just going to add to that, Tom, is just saying – they had something like, there was like something dangerous about the original Zeppelin. Like that aura about them. Oh, they played, and the way girls would go nuts, and just there was something magical about that run. Now it's almost like if they did it, it'd just be like an oldies tour, or maybe like, you know, corporate like, versus the original run that they went on. Go ahead, Tom.
0: No, I, I, I think you're right. I think, you know, everything that we've said about about zeppelin i think the three of us have kind of covered the different angles and i think there's not many other bands that we could have this similar conversation about in terms of legacy aura mystique genre bending musicianship uh, you know a generational appeal from you know my son's 15 he knows zeppelin and when we hear it on satellite radio from playing at my car he he knows them you know um you know, my, my mom, who, you know, who's 76 years old, she knows Zeppelin. You know, it might not be all the songs that we're going to talk about tonight, but there's very few bands that have that kind of cultural impact. Um, just, and I'm, I'm just so thankful that we, we have access to their, their catalog and their music is still here.
1: Well, let's get this going. Let's get this underway. The top 10 deep cuts, favorite deep cuts by myself and Tom and Zeus. Why don't you go first, Tom?
0: All right. So before I do my top 10 here, I just want to kind of define for me um, what a deep cut is. You know, I, I know that there's no kind of strict handbook or guideline here. So for me, when I look at a deep cut, I look at a song that hasn't been beaten into the ground um, on classic rock radio or, um, you know, wherever you would hear, you know, the, the, you know, if you know, you're hearing, you know, people playing Zeppelin just generally. Um, now, for, for me, and I'm sure for all of us, you know, finding deep cuts may be a little bit difficult because we love their entire catalog, but we, we are familiar with what a deep cut is. So um, I don't really have a particular order. Um, I don't know if that was part of the assignment. If it was, I apologize for failing that assignment, but <laughs> <Not at laughs> um, okay. So I'm going to start, um, so I'm, I am going to save my number one for last because um, I'll give you a little teaser. My all-time favorite Zeppelin song is a deep cut. And I think everybody would agree that it is a true deep cut. And that's my all-time favorite Zeppelin song. So that I'll save that for last. Um, but I'm going to start um, with uh, off of Led Zeppelin 2. Kind of difficult to find a deep cut off of Led Zeppelin 2. But if we're going to use the term loosely, I'm going to go with Bring It On Home. Um, I know it's a popular song for some de- uh, Zepp heads like us. Um, but it's not a song that gets beaten into the ground, that like you don't hear it all the time. It's one of those songs that you kind of have to go out on your own uh, and play it. And I think that song just encompasses everything. The bluesy intro, um, the ripping guitar, the drums, the way the song just kicks in and just takes you home. Um, it's, it's everything you want to hear in a Zeppelin song for me.
1: It is a great song. Um, you know, I, I love the live version on How the West Was Won. Uh, they do. I mean, oh, just man. I mean, just bottom on that song just just goes nuts. And I also like the way they kind of stayed true to the Sonny Boy Williamson version of it too, as well in the beginning of it. I mean, the the intro where Plant has that distorted um, vocal, the vocals, yeah, yeah, and that really is the Sonny Boy Williamson essence with the harmonica and everything. And I thought they did it really well. Yep, very cool. Uh, I like that song a lot. I always used to think
2: that was the, uh, what's his name there. Kind of mix up there between "Bring It On Home" from uh, what's his name there, Sam Cooke. Oh yep. you see, uh, remember the beginning of Ali? Yes. If you yep. remember that part when he's fighting, uh, what's his name there, Sonny Liston? That that that. I always just I'm like, wait a minute, is that the same song? Like, no, no, no. But it's got that kind of bluesy kind of. R and B kind of kind of mixture in there, so it's a great pick, Tom.
0: Yep.
1: All right. So who's up? You want you go Zeus? Why don't we do that? You're Tom Zeus, then me, then back to Tom.
2: Okay.
1: okay. Sounds like a plan.
2: So I'll I'll mix this up. I'll throw this around. I'll try to save my best for last. Um, I'll I'll go first on a deep cut, and that's uh, off a of president. On for nowhere i have loved that song since the first time i heard that song when i was a little kid i i love the melody i love the hook um i think it's so underrated presence gets kind of a bad rap it's kind of like the forgotten um zep album because you know everyone thinks coda was just a throw in and the last album was um now now i'm drawing a blank here um What's the last album? The Coda. There? Coda.
3: There.
2: Co- not Coda. Before Coda. Oh, uh, in, through in through the, the outdoor.
3: Yeah. In through the
2: outdoor. So I'm like, I think Presence gets a bad rap, and they've got some really good songs. Hot on for Nowhere" is one of my favorites.
0: Yeah, I, I, that was that was very close to making my list. Uh, Presence is Presence is full of uh, a lot of underappreciated songs for sure. Hot on for Nowhere" was uh, was almost on my list.
1: Yeah, I just I, I've always enjoyed that song. It almost made my list too, as well. Um, you know, I just love the breakdown and the chorus of that of that song. Uh, like you said, Zeus' presence is a is a forgotten album, an underappreciated album, and really was not looked upon very fondly by a lot of fans when it first came out. But it seems to have gotten better with age. All right. Right.
2: The vocals that he does on that. The vocals are awesome. The way he plays with every word and every syllable on that album, especially when the drums stop and everything. Oh, it's just great. Go ahead, Tom. Uh, No, no, no. uh, Jacob, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: So my number 10 is Carol Salambra from In Through the Outdoor. (laughs) Uh, I've always enjoyed this track. I know at this point in their career, John Paul Jones had taken over the production because of. page's drug use had gotten out of control uh there was a lot it was a lot more keyboard oriented but the arrangement on that song whether it's the 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 disco boogie beginning down to the moody breakdown in the middle of the song uh it's just it, it it elevates throughout the whole song it's it's one of my favorites on that album
0: the song I, I I will I wouldn't I'm, I won't say it's one of my favorites but I will say it does have a, a, a an interesting little groove to it uh, and you're right those later albums were very very synth heavy um, you know it was of the time and John Paul Jones did kind of command a lot of the band's uh, catalog but yeah it's an interesting song surely a deep cut if we're using that term
2: yeah I, I like the groove on that I think it's a funky little tune um, and you're right it's Less
1: guitar rock, Jimmy, more John Paul Jones production. But it's got that moody part in the middle of the song, you know, with Paige and, and Plant's vocals, and and, and then it, it all of a sudden it elevates right back up. And I, I just like that, that, that push and pull of the song.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So back to me for uh, number nine. Um, I got a lot of songs off of this album. It's my, it's my favorite Zeppelin album. Um, it, has, it has some hits, and it has some songs that um, should have been monster hits. Um, I don't know if this song should have been a monster hit, but it's, a, it's definitely a deep cut for me, and I think the simplicity of it is what makes it a deep cut for me, and that is Black Country Woman off of Physical Graffiti. Um, I love the basic simplicity of it, that little riff, and then, and then Bottom comes in with just a simple beat, Um, it's just a really cool song. I feel when I listen to the song, I'm like, I could play that. I I feel like I could play that If I took enough time, I could teach myself to play that song. And, um, and I think one of the most enjoyable parts of that song is the very, very beginning (laughs) during the recording, when the airplane flies overhead and you can hear Robert Plant go, nah, nah, leave it. And then the song just kind of kicks in. It's just a really cool song. Just like, we, like we've said, look at all these songs we've picked so far, all different type of, uh, of music, and I just think this is a really cool tune.
1: I love that song. I, I, like you said, bottoms, drums, you know, in the end, in the, in the middle of it, just elevate the song to another level. It's got that bluegrass, bluesy-type feel, folksy-type feel to it. It's, it's just very well done.
2: Yeah, Tom knows. I'm a huge country music fan. And I just love this stuff. I love them because it just it gives you that image of the seventies. They're in some like castle in some we- part of where <laughs> yep. overlooking the ocean, and they just got a bonfire going at night, drinking, and just a couple guitars and stuff. And you know, bottoms just banging away on his like either his thigh or a little yep. something he's got in his hand or something. But like it just gives you that image stripped down. These guys are just nasty musicians. And they could entertain you with the simplest of of instruments. And it's just a a really fun song. Cool. Yeah, I had this in mind, Tom, too. All right, so me, I'm going to go to my favorite Zep album. And I'm going to go to... Um, One that I have a lot of songs off of, and that is Zep 3. I'll start off with Out on the Tiles. One of the few rockers on that album. Um, Great beat, great lyrics, guitar. It's got it all. And it kind of stands out on a mostly acoustic album, but that song rocks. So Out on the Tiles on Zeppelin 3 is my second pick. So uh, so I did have Out on the Tiles
0: kind of in the in the list there and I think like like Zeus said it's a, it's a ripper of a song on an album that's kind of a little bit quieter. Um and I think the thing about Out on the Tiles that I love, I think it's got one of the best choruses in the entire Zeppelin catalog, like a real cool sing along chorus. Um just a, a very cool tune for sure.
1: The history of that song is interesting. The melody was written by John Bonham after a night of drinking. So um, if you ever watched that one show on VH1, it was when they were trying to put together that super group with Sebastian Bach and Ted Nugent and Jason Bonham.
2: Yes, I remember that.
1: Yeah, Yeah. So, so Jason Bonham was out one night while they were recording that. He was out with Robert Plant and Jimmy Page, and... They wanted to do a Zeppelin song, and Plant said, okay, you guys can do a Zeppelin song. Tell Sebastian he can do Out on the Tiles, which was written by, the melody was written by Bonham's um, father, John. After a night of drinking, he came home, and we out on the tiles, and he was singing this melody. So Sebastian Bach was so upset because that's one of the most challenging songs to sing in the Zeppelin catalog because the vocals are behind the beat. And yep. Sebastian Bach couldn't nail it while they were trying to practice for it. He couldn't get it and he was pissed and Plant knew what he was doing too. Plant knew that the reason why they never played that song live was because they couldn't they couldn't do it themselves, you know? So Interesting. Yeah, so there's some interesting history there. Also, that was used the the beginning guitar riff was used in the intro to Moby Dick whenever they did that live. So Oh, you, okay. So cool. if you, yeah, if you ever hear Moby Dick live, that that opening riff is out in the tiles. Cool, and I also uh, and uh, now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, you're right.
0: No, <laughs> uh, no, that's 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 cool. Always, always love the always love the trivia behind the songs.
1: Yes, yes. Um, my next selection is "Your Time Is Going to Come" off of Led Zeppelin One. The song has the keyboard intro with by John Paul Jones and the thing that I love the most about this song is the vibe throughout the whole thing it's got this really cool bluesy type laid back feel to it and it just drives and drives and drives the whole song.
2: I love that song. That was on mine. It was probably one of the favorite when I got when I was younger and I started like, you know, Zeppelin, everyone's talking about Zeppelin and you know, you start off with I know Black dog, I know rock and roll, you know, and then stairway to heaven, is and that- you start to try to go. I get out of that comfort zone. I listened to Zeppelin one, and I had tapes, cassettes. That I bought, and this is another thing why I fell in love with Zeppelin when I was overseas in Greece. So here I am, like on these mountains and these villages in the old country. Listening to Led Zeppelin with like waves crashing against the shore and stuff. It got me so like, well, time is going to come with the first one that I'm like, oh, shit, this song is awesome. And it got me into the big thing about it is this thing that I love about Zeppelin. And that's why John Bonham is my favorite drummer. It's that beat. And I can't describe it because I'm not beat, 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 boom, bang, cymbal. And you can always hear it. And then you listen for the songs that Bon is playing in, and you wait for him to hit that cymbal. And it just builds to it. Instead of listening to the lyrics, I'm listening to the drums. And I never do that with no other band I can think of. Hey. His is the only band. Your time is going to come. I, I, I can't explain it. Some musician could probably explain it to me. But it's the only band that that happens to. Maybe a little bit... Uh. Sometimes I listen to it and, uh, and sometimes the who I, but your time is going to come. Those drums and that symbol and that organ and that aura and the lyrics. Awesome. Awesome. I yeah. definitely had that on my list. Very high. Good pick.
0: Yeah, absolutely. One of the all time greats for sure. Um, it, it just, the, 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 well, you, you listen to the story that Robert Plant is telling with those lyrics. Um, and just it it's just a, it's just an epic song i mean i think we've i think we we've, we've been drooling over the song it's just one of the it's one of the best so yeah. we circle back to me now yes all right so uh this album has a lot of songs off of it i think because like i mentioned before so um i'm going to go back to uh physical graffiti here um like i said you, you're going to hear physical graffiti a lot from me um cuz it's my favorite zeppelin album but if we're talking one of the all-time most ripping Zeppelin songs with one of the all-time greatest, we are talking the Wanton song. One of the all-time greats, in my opinion. That, that riff and those drums, Just if, 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 if somebody wanted to know what hard rock was or classic rock from that era, and a riff that can carry a song. And a monster drum beat that can carry a song. I, I never get sick of it. The Wanted song. One of my all-time favorites for sure.
2: That is- I'll say it's a great song. Physical Graffiti, How Do You Go Wrong. Um, I, I, I love it. Because I, I love all Zeppelin songs, basically. Um,
1: yep. Not much uh-huh. else to say. I am not. I mean, it's not out of mind. It's a good song. Yeah, no, it's a great song off of Physical Graffiti. Things that Zeus mentioned, too, about Bonham and his drums. Bonham is unique in his drumming because he doesn't play to Jones. He plays to Page. And, you know, that's what makes John Paul Jones so much more, you know, you have to appreciate him so much more because he's trying to play to a drummer who's not playing to him. He's playing to a drummer that's playing to the lead guitar player. And that's challenging yep. to do that. And that's what makes John Paul Jones so special, but it also makes Bonham so unique as well.
0: Absolutely. Yep.
1: And that's a great way
2: to describe it. Cause I can't, again, I'm not a musician, so I can't put my finger on what stands out about his drumming because for every time there's a little pause in the chorus or something, there's that part where Bonham will do something spectacular like specifically in your time, is going to come after the chorus. You, it's almost like a mini solo. It's a mini drum solo in between every chorus. And then you wait for it and you listen to it. And you wait for that cymbal to come in. I'm song no different. I mean, it's just, she's on a different planet as far as I'm concerned, as far as drummers go. Yep.
1: Funny, funny right, story. Well, real quick. Sorry, funny, go, yeah, go ahead, funny, Jay. funny story. Uh, I told this on a previous episode a, a couple of weeks back. My son had heard the Fool in the Rain drum isolation track on YouTube. If you guys haven't checked it out, it's John Bonham and it's the Fool in the Rain isolation. So all you hear is the drums. So I'm playing it for my son and he's fourteen. And he goes, Well, Dad, all they're doing is looping it. I'm like, oh, I'm, like wow. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, there's no loop, man. There's no loop. That's one take. No, not loop. Nope. <laughs> That's one take. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's how good he is. That's funny.
2: Um, all right. I'll uh I'm gonna I'm gonna stick to uh physical graffiti I'm gonna try to take a song from Tommy before he gets to it. Okay. Um but speaking of that image that I have in my head of being on the ocean, waves crashing the old country and stuff, I'm gonna go to down by the seaside. Love that song. Ooh, that's a it's just really that deep aura, one. Aura, just that. I, I can't just. Dis- it puts you in a place, and then you know the, uh, what do you call it? It's high pitch. You know, I can't even describe it. When well, he goes, oh. and he just keeps going on. Um, plants vocals, and then it picks up towards the end there, and then comes right back. It doesn't go too fast, but it goes for a, a little stop. Uh, i love that song
1: yeah no it's definitely all right well yeah yeah. go ahead jay yeah no it's definitely i mean that's one of the deepest of all deep cuts right there (laughs) (laughs) all right i love it yeah
0: yeah it's uh, i i respect your opinion that that's definitely not one of my favorite zeppelin songs that 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 would get a skip for me but it's a Zeppelin song, so it, it it can't be that bad, I guess. But, you know, that's why we're here making this list.
1: My next track is off of Physical Graffiti, and it's one of the longest songs in their catalog, and that is In My Time of Dying. Just an absolute rocker. I mean, the, the, the slow and how it just builds up, and then it's just... And then it ends... You know, like in this ridiculous fashion, where Robert Plant says "cough," you know, and and it's just—it's got so many things going on. It really pays tribute to the Delta Blues in the beginning, and then it just keeps revving up throughout the whole song. It—it's just an absolute, an absolute classic. Well, that was going to be my
0: number one. Sorry, because Tom. that has. Since the first time I got physical graffiti, to this day, it's 11 minutes long, but I love every minute of it. That is my all-time favorite Zeppelin song because it encompasses the entire band all in one song. It has everything you want in it. Like you said, it starts off slow and droney and whiny with that bluesy kind of, you know, that kind of melancholy riff from Page. You know? and, then, and then Bonham just takes over the song. And just absolutely owns that middle section, um, and I just think it's just an absolutely spectacular song, start to finish. It, it's just it's it's just an epic an epic song for me. Um, yeah, it's just one of one of the all time greats for sure.
2: Do You like singing "Oh My Jesus"? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And he goes off for a while <laughs> on it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a I have a sentimental uh, thought on that song. I was, I think a freshman, I was visiting cousins in Detroit, passed out in his car, Uh-oh. and he put on In My Time of Dying, and you know when all of a sudden the drums pick up? Well, 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 well. well. yep, yep, fucking jammed that stereo to 10, scared the living shit out of me, woke me up, and it was because it was In My Time of Dying, I'll never forget it, uh, love the song, great tune, great like, synopsis of, uh, like, of Zeppelin. You're right, Tom. Uh, compass is everything great about them.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's fantastic. I mean, it, it really is. Um, all right, so we're back to me. So, all right, we got a couple, couple duplicates here, which I figured that we would. So I'm going to go for a deep cut here that um, was actually not released on a studio album. It was it's uh, It's part of the box set. And it's off of the, um, the deluxe version of Coda when they re-released the deluxe edition of Coda. And that is probably right next to In My Time of Dying is my favorite, my other favorite Zeppelin song, which is Hey, Hey, What Can I Do? Um, just a fantastic song. You know, the, the, the acoustic, that melody, uh, the chorus, the sing-along of it. Um, it's a feel-good song. Um, to me, it's kind of like a summertime song. Um, I just love the vibe. Um, it's it, it just it's just a really great song. And, you know, it strikes me how a song so amazing was not available, you know, as a studio release that they threw it on the box set and then re-released it off a of coda. And it, it, it's just a, a really, a really excellent song. Well-written, well-crafted.
1: It was on the B-side to Immigrant Song when that was released yeah. in the 70s. Yeah. Um, oh, yes,
0: you're right. I forgot yeah. about that. In- I forgot about that inclusion as well. Yes.
1: It has the greatest lyric ever written in any song in the history of music. I got a woman. Uh-oh. I want a ball all day. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's true.
2: Gene Simmons is like, how the fuck did he get that from me? Oh.
0: I got. I, I want. I want a woman stays drunk all the time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Terrific stuff. Great song. I thought it was in yeah.
2: the bars and the men will play guitars. Yeah, um,
1: <laughs>
2: and and you're forgetting for us, similar age, uh, the great rendition by who that gave it some notoriety. Right, absolutely off that off that, um, off that uh, what do you call it? tribute album? Yes. great rendition there. Yep. Um, I, I mean, I, this is probably top five Zeppelin favorite song of mine. Um, I love it. It's definitely up there. So great pick, Tom. Yep. All right. So, um, mine. Let's go. Um, two. I'll. You know what? I'll stay in that kind of an area. Um, off the box set. Remember the second box set that they, they did? The ones that didn't make it to the yep. first box set had one unreleased track baby come on home ooh, ooh, ooh. um love that song um that actually sounds um so like it's a great like r&b type of crooning um just like uh what do you call it bring it on home like i was talking about how that sam cook song is uh baby come on home is just like that awesome plant Pouring out his heart, great guitar, uh, love that. It's you know a real deep cut because it's buried on the second box set. Um, just a favorite of mine.
1: Great choice. Yeah,
0: and I, and, I remem- and I remember back when uh, when that when they released box set two you know, obviously back in the days, you know, when people still bought CDs and collections that everybody was clamoring for that because they were like, Oh my God, an unreleased Zeppelin song, like a true unreleased song for collectors. Um, yeah. That, I mean, like you said, that's about as deep as you can get. Cause that's, that's pretty much the only place you can find it. Very, very cool tune for sure.
1: Zeus coming in with two in a row down by the seaside and baby come at home. You know I mean? Just like, you know, picking the picking the 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 ones that are buried deep real deep yep <laughs> ah. all right my next track my next favorite deep cut is off of coda and it is wearing and tearing that was originally recorded for the in through the outdoor album love the song disappointed it never was on a, a a real Zeppelin record. I mean, Coda was a compilation of stuff that they never released. I know Paige and Plant performed it at Nubbleworth in the nineties, as the only time it was ever performed live. But it's a great track. It uh, it's a it's a rocker. Um, Plant's voice sounds incredible on it. Paige's sounds awesome. Uh, Warren and Taran of Coda.
0: Yeah, that's a really cool song. And Coda uh it is a very very underrated album um it has some interesting songs you know maybe not your standard um zeppelin music um you know i don't think anybody's going to confuse it with you know zeppelin 2 or anything like that but it, it's a it, it's got if you give it some time if you give it a chance it's got some really cool songs and wear and tear is definitely one of them
2: i like the song it's a zeppelin song not I don't have too much to say about it. Um, you know, it's not a, not a favorite of mine, but it's cool. I won't turn it off. It comes on. Yep. All right. So back to me.
0: So um, let's see. Where am I here? All right. I'm gonna stick like again. I'm gonna stick with physical graffiti here. Um, and I'm gonna go for w- another ripping rocker song here. Um, that I think I remember our friend Jimmy kind of turned me on to this either during college or right when we got out. Uh, and that is the Rover.
1: Ooh, it's on my uh, list.
0: just, just a, just a, a killer song. I mean, just, it's just such a great song. You know, I, I love uh, physical graffiti to me is just, just the epitome of Zeppelin. Um, you know, and the Rover is just one of those.
2: Yeah. I, I think that's an awesome tune. Um, favorite of mine. Maybe my favorite on that album, Kicks Ass. Um, not much else I can say, buddy. Just a great tune.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It is a great song. It's, it's almost like the sister to In My Time of Dying, right? Because it's got that slide, mm-hmm. okay. it's got that blues, you know, that rock and feel to it. Both songs were very rarely played live uh, because of the slide. Paige didn't really like to do the slide live. And yep. or too much of it And the only time he really performed Both of those songs When he had an issue with his hand I don't know if he sprained his wrist Or broke his hand or something like that But there's probably a handful of shows Where both those songs were performed In the same set list Wow, okay Cool Gotta love that slide guitar That one's on yep. my list too
2: Okay, nice That's on mine obviously as well Okay Um. Alright So that means we're up to number five, correct? Yes. So my number five, I I would say I think this is a deep cut. Um, The only one that I picked off this album, um, and that is off of Zeppelin two. Thank you. I think it's my favorite Zeppelin ballad. I think it's beyond beautiful. It's one of the few, I think, Jimmy Page back, uh, backing vocals where you can actually hear him. And I think there's a reason why he was probably the only one. Um, but it's so beautiful. I can't explain it. It's just just another one of those Zeppelin songs that puts you in a place and a mood. And uh, it made me fall all in love with it again. If any of you are uh, True Blood fans out there, remember that it was the end scene of the series. Uh, at their table at the i think it was the thanksgiving table at the end of the effort, the series uh and they they played this out of the blue and it just made me fall in love with the song all over again okay if you watch it if i probably on youtube it well it would make more sense if you saw the series but it it's just a great way to end this series it just
1: reminded me how awesome that song is i love this song yeah, too a, yeah no, I, go ahead jay yeah no, go ahead jay I, I love this song too it um really resonates when you hear it live If you ever hear if you ever have a chance to go on youtube and and search you get thank you live during the zeppelin years it it sounds incredible it sounds incredible off the studio album but they add such a couple they, they, they had a couple of new elements to the song as they played it and it really comes alive when you when you do hear a live performance of it
0: yeah, it's a it's a beautiful song. It's a it's an amazing song. I mean, it really is just one of the one of the all time great ballads. And and you don't think of Zeppelin as a ballad band because they didn't really have any, you know, true ballads. And, and at that time, a rock band doing a ballad was kind of unique. And uh this is just one of the one of the greats for sure.
2: It was a plant lyrics supposedly oh, to his wife. Yeah, and um you know, just if the sun refused to shine, yeah. Oh, They'll when still the be mountains you and me. crumbled yeah. to the
1: seas. Oh, my God. And me. Timeless. Timeless. <laughs> yep. Oh, I love it. Love it. Good stuff. Uh, all right. My next track is, we kind of had an offline discussion before we got on about deep cuts and what are deep cuts. And this is one that, going back to the 80s and 90s, was a deep track. And, and maybe some people don't consider it a deep track anymore because of being in movies or you know on soundtracks, but when the levee breaks from Led Zeppelin Four, to me was one of the forgotten songs when, that I heard when I was a kid off of Led Zeppelin Four. and I loved the the essence of the song. Bon, uh, Bonzo's drums are just absolutely phenomenal in, and I think this is one of the songs that was recorded in the stairwell in that castle in England when they got the echo. The drum uh, on the drum track, or whatever, very unique, sonically. Just love the track, and you know, of course, it mentioned Chicago, so I gotta have it in there, you know.
0: Yep, the song is amazing, and it's funny because our generation I think we're all roughly the same age. Um, I remember me personally, I was introduced to When the Levy Breaks by hearing Rhyming and Stealing by the Beastie Boys. (laughs) and I remember hearing that song and one of my friends when we were listening to that they were like do you know what that's from and I'm like what do you mean what that's from like I I didn't even know what sampling was at the time I even heard of it they're like you have to hear when the levee breaks that's where the beastie boys got this from and it's like you just said the drums are just thunderous beyond belief the song is just epic um and I I don't I don't have a problem with you uh considering it a, a, a deep cut um I, I think it's just uh it's just an epic song for sure. It just showcases bottom.
2: Is there a better part in a splint song when that bridge takes off in oh. the middle of when the levee breaks yeah. and Robert goes nuts? Oh yeah. my god. I just live for that I don't know, like ten seconds of him going nuts. Yeah. Yep. Oh. All I know is something blah bah bah, bah bah Chicago. <laughs> yep. Yeah it's awesome. I, I just love it. It's just insane. Great tune that you know, guitar harmonica are just insane. Insane, yep. All right,
0: so it's we bring it back to me. I'm gonna go, um, let's see, I'm gonna go back to Led Zeppelin 3, one of my all time favorites. Um, and there was a performance that kind of highlighted how epic this song is, and uh, that is Gallows Pole. Um, and I absolutely love, love the studio version of this, but the version that Page and Plant did on their unleaded that MTV performance is just—it just takes the song to another level, Um, and it's just a fantastic song. It tells a cool story. Um, The acoustic guitar—I just love when Page is playing the acoustic guitar. Obviously, we know he can rip. Um, you know on the electric but when, when he's when he's kicking it in with that acoustic it's just such a really cool song
1: I agree and in fact the Page and Plant performance on MTV was what reintroduced me to the song because I was not a big fan of it as a Zeppelin fan yep. it was one of the songs that I skipped over whenever I was listening to Led Zeppelin 3 and when I heard that performance live on MTV it kind of just made it sound brand new again oh absolutely
2: um that this was on my list. Uh definitely one of my favorite actually Zeppelin songs. I love the uh the lyrics. Just kicks ass when I was younger laughing about it, thinking, Oh, the guy took everybody and he banged his sister and now he's laughing. <laughs> the guy hangs like what an Apple. <laughs> um, you know, but it's a great tune. I, I, I just the whole Zeppelin three, it's in my wheelhouse. and I love Gallows Bowl Nice. So, to me, I think this is six. I'm going to stay there before you take it all from me. Uh, I'm going to go to Celebration Day. That is another one of those kind of, is it acoustic? Is it not acoustic? And it picks up. Awesome song. I just love the way the song just consistently builds and builds and builds. And again, it just stays in the mood of Zeppelin 3, the Forgotten Album 2, that it's just, you know, it's just one of those things that if if something is your album, every track is magical. And this is magical for me.
1: Celebration Day is like one of those songs for me that when I think of great Zeppelin songs, I never consider. And then I'll be, I'll hear it. I'm like, this is a really good song. This is a great song. But it's, it's never like, I don't know what it is. It's never like in the forefront of me when I think of Zeppelin songs, but I never turn it off and I always love it when I hear it.
0: Oh yeah, it's just like Zeus was saying the, you know, the acoustic heavy Zeppelin 3 and this just has a, such a really cool chorus. Um, you know, just I mean, what what can you say? It's just a very cool song and Zeppelin 3 is that special album uh that has a lot of these unique songs and that and Celebration
2: Day is one of them. And just listen to the drums on that song. Oh, yeah. It's like there's a whole solo of the drums. It doesn't even fit the music, but it just kicks
1: ass as Man. usual. Yep. It's amazing. It's totally. amazing. I think we're on you, Jay. All right. I go back to Led Zeppelin 3. Seems to be popular wow. right now. And I go with one of my all-time favorite songs it's not my favorite but it's one of my sometimes it can be depending on my mood but um i love the song that's the way just love the whole vibe to it love the lyrics love the arrangement love the way it makes me feel uh it's it's been a song that i've always kind of kept with me wherever i go it's always kind of a go-to song for me just a great track
0: yeah this is one of those songs where when i hear it um, I have an acoustic guitar. I don't play it as often as I would like. Um, I'm trying to self-teach my, you know, myself there. And when I hear that song, it, it makes me want to pick up my guitar and try to learn how to play that because it's just, it's a beautiful song. Just the simplicity of it, and uh, it's just more excellence from Zeppelin three.
2: I think of the little girl from Sweden now, and all the fish lying in the. <laughs> want the dead that you want the dying <laughs> i think of i think of an environmental song and then i also think of what do you call it almost famous right so, oh yeah yeah so that's a it's a great tune how can you go wrong it's zeppelin three yep yep all right so we're
0: back to me and uh which means when we're back to me that means we're back to physical graffiti <laughs> <laughs> and Dude. uh here, here, here's an interesting song I, i'd be interested to hear what you guys I think about this one. Cause I don't hear a lot of people talking about this. I don't hear a lot of people playing it. Um, it's a little keyboard heavy from, uh, from John Paul, but it's also got a little bit of rock to it. And that is night flight off of physical graffiti. Um, I just really like the vibe of it. I like how the keyboard, the organs are kind of rolling in the background while, while, you know, Bonham is pounding away and the, it, 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 it kind of takes off. It has the chorus and, those keyboards are kind of just constantly kind of rolling in the background. I think it's a very cool song, really interesting vibe, and a, a another cool chorus as well.
1: Love that track. I love Night Flight. Such a, nice. I mean, I mean, it just, you know, Plant's vocals on it are very like uh, sensitive. The way he starts out with it, you know, like it's it doesn't when it, when the song starts out, you don't know the direction it's going to go, and then it goes down to this rocking blues type of song to it and it's i love the drums from Bonham. it's a song that was not played a lot live unfortunately but i think it's one of the best tracks off of physical graffiti
2: nice yeah um um you got me i, I love night flight i think it's a beautiful song cool. um, kicks ass just great melody gave everything so awesome all right, Zeus, all right what do we got I'm trying to think. Do I
1: have anything other than physical graffiti and Zeppelin 3? <laughs> uh, let's go with. start out with hots, for no, um, hots Off For Nowhere or Hots Off For Nowhere. Yeah,
2: I know. I was off to a great start and <laughs> stayed with Baby Come On Home. Um, I'm going to go with. Um, I'm going to save that. It's my number one, so I want to save this one. Um, I'm going to go with. I'll stay on physical graffiti. I'll stay with Houses of the Holy. I don't know how that wasn't on Houses of the Holy. It's a great tune, Little Rocker there. Um, I thought they, I, I don't know how, you know, it's one of the few songs I can think of a, that don't stay on the album, go on to another album, from the title of your album. But I, I just love I, I the song. I love the melody. I love uh, the vocals on it, too.
0: Yeah, I think that's a Zeppelin I think that's a Zeppelin thing. You know, let's not put the title track on the album. Let's save it and put it on the uh the next album. But uh, yeah, no, what can you say? Great song, classic. Yep.
1: It's a good song. It's never been really in my wheelhouse for Zeppelin. Um, of course, it's a Zeppelin song, so I'm always going to listen to it. But, yeah, you know, for me, it never, it never connected like some of the other stuff did. Okay, cool. Jay, what do you got? All right, I'm going to go to Houses of the Holy. And, you know, maybe somebody, you know, maybe people don't consider this a deep cut. I do. It's one of their big, strong ballads, and that's the Rain song. And, you know, this again goes back to when we were younger. It was a song that was not played a lot. And it still fairly is not, you know, mainstream or in the wheel of a radio station. But I always think this song. Compared to Stairway to Heaven, I go with the rain song all the time, every day.
0: I love the rain song, and I'll never forget in college, we had a friend who was a monster of a Zeppelin fan, the way Zeus and I were with Kiss. And he couldn't understand how I love the rain song. And I love those Zeppelin songs that take a while to, they kind of take you somewhere. You start off at point A and you end up at point B, it takes you a while to get there, um, but they you, you go along for the ride, and I think the rain song is just a, a really, really excellent crafted song, very cool song to listen to
2: um, I'm wondering which friend that was Billy and I happen to agree with him because oh, okay guys, I don't know where you're going with the rain song it's just I think the rain song is the stereotypical. Anti-Zeppelin fan thought of Led Zeppelin. Oh, oh. Listen to this dreary, whiny song. Oh. I'm <laughs> not a fan of it. Um, while I can appreciate that's why Zeppelin is Zeppelin, everyone has their, you know, favorite types. I, I just found this to be too
1: excessive.
2: Um, but, you no, who might have complained? There are millions of people that love this song, so.
1: Zeus? Okay, upon- oh, that's why we- Upon us all, a little rain must fall.
2: There you go.
0: (laughs) Okay, that is true. That is true. All right. So where are we here? Uh, Hold on a second. Let me pull up my list. Okay. So I am going to slow it down a little bit. Of course, I'm going to have to go back to physical graffiti because that's – What? I I can't (laughs) help it. I can't help it. These are all songs that I love, and they're all deep cuts but I'm going to slow it down because one of my favorite slow tempo songs and Zeus is giving me a look right now. Cause we're on video and I hope I'm not stealing it from him. But if I am too bad, cause Jay stole in my time of dying, <laughs> but I'm going to go with 10 years gone.
1: Oh, you <laughs> um, got him. You got him. He's throwing stuff. He's pissed. But,
0: but, but, but but it's not a competition here we're not it's not a draft like we do on shout it out loudcast oh, yeah if yeah if we could do some cross promotion there, it's not a draft. <laughs> so you get to have it on your list too. Um, it's one of my favorite slow down songs, but it also is almost bordering on not being a ballad because of there's something about the song that that is almost ballad like but not quite and I don't I can't put my finger on it but I just love the song, and Zeus, I'll let you talk more about it since that's your baby.
2: I, I just—it's such a beautiful little melody. <laughs> yep, and then <laughs> it's just insane. I, I think it's probably could be, you know, their masterpiece. I know Cashmere supposedly on Physical Graffiti, but I think. 10 years gone is, but then again, that's how good physical graffiti is. Cause then you can say the same for the Rover in my time of dying. Right. And then a million other songs, but uh, 10 years gone, is just in a league of its own. That melody. Oh, it's beautiful. That's,
1: beautiful. That song was definitely on my list. Um, in fact, that was going to be the next one that I, that I mentioned. What I love about this song is Paige's subtleness in the beginning with the guitar. You know, like he's kind of just, you know, strumming the guitar and he's playing this beautiful melody, and that metal melody keeps growing and growing. And, you know, plants of vocals come in as you hear the the simplicity of, of pages playing in the background. And then, you know, the lyrics and the, what the song is about, the meaning of the song is just, it, it is the complete package once again for Led Zeppelin.
2: Yep. Excellent song. Great. Song. Yeah, absolutely. So we're up to I've got three more songs left. This is gonna be my eighth, I believe.
1: I got um, one more. I got, I got one more now that you took a couple of them, but yeah, go ahead.
2: Yeah, I, I'm just adding other stuff. Like <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> if, since you guys are since I'm going it's like ten picks, i I I figured I'm on my eighth song. This is the eighth round.
1: Guys. All right I'll add a couple so more. Have, no no problem. <laughs>
2: Can, okay. you, can you have more enough? Do you guys have enough picks?
1: Oh, we oh got, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. There's plenty to pick from.
2: Uh, yeah. So so do I. So um, I already got celebration day celebration um, date. So I'm going to go with um, – I'm not sure this is a deep cut. But how about this uh, – I'll skip this one because I think one of you guys will probably take it. I'm going to go to this one. Off – of physical graffiti, <laughs> <laughs> boogie with stew. Yes, I love that. It's in the similar vein of Black Country Woman. That you know, that stripped down like country little beat there. It, 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 I I think it's just funky, funky little tune. Yeah, yeah. who's that? Ian Stewart with them on that? Yes. Yeah,
1: great track great
0: tune. Yep, cool cool tune, funky vibe to it. Very cool to, very cool tuned.
1: All right, I'm up next. I'm going to go to the Presence album. My favorite deep cut is just a monster of a song and that is Achilles' Last Stand. An absolute jam. This is Bonzo's song. I mean, if you ever wanted if if no one's ever heard of Zeppelin, or no one's ever heard of John Bonham, and you want to say, "Listen to this, and tell me what you think of this drummer." You play Achilles Last Stand. It is just everything. It, it, that song, listen. A lot of Led Zeppelin songs are journeys, right? I mean, Cashmere, In My Time of Dying, yep. In the Light. I mean, it's almost like it's it's like it's not just a song. It's like it's a it's an escape. And to me, very few Zeppelin songs reach the heights that Achilles Last Stand does. It is just. I mean, it's thirteen minutes long. I think or Twelve minutes long, and it's just—it's incredible. Every every step of it, every every note, every every riff is just incredible.
0: Yeah, the song's a monster for sure, like you said. And, and Zeppelin has a way of making you really enjoy these long songs. Like we talked, you know, in my time of dying, eleven-minute song. Uh, it, it, to me, it doesn't feel like it. Achilles Last Stand is the same thing. It's a, it's like a like a you're taking a trip with the band. Great stuff.
2: Love taking it. a trip with the band. I'll beat you. I was in the island of Corfu, where Achilles oh. is so supposedly from, and it's got one of the great architectural statues of Arch- Achilles there, with the arrow in his uh, in his ankle yep. and him bending down. While I played Achilles Last Stand when I was a teenager, listening to that, <laughs> rocking out. Um, I absolutely love that song. It builds, makes you think you're in a battle. Yeah, yeah, forces. And everybody's going into battle, uh, 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 and like they, you, like that's the image I get when I think of this song. And Hold everybody's
1: singing, you know, going along." It's a battle scene in a movie. Absolutely, that's a perfect way to yep. describe it.
2: Yep. So, all right. So we're back to me now. I had
0: this. This would be my ninth, the ninth round. Now I had like now Jay took in my time of dying off my top ten, um, and. Um, I think Jay may have also taken out of the tiles off my top 10. So those were my 10. Um, but we, we can, we can, can, we'll, we'll kind of make it a 10 round thing because we love talking Zeppelin. So, um, I'm going to, uh, stick with the presence album and I'm going to go with a really cool tune, funky vibe. You don't hear a lot of people talking about this and that is Royal Orleans. Mm. Um, I, I really like the vibe of this. I think, um, you know again, Bonham kind of carrying the stuff. It, it's a different sounding Zeppelin song. Um, and I think it's another one-off of Presence that kind of gets buried because Presence for some unknown reason, just kind of isn't up there with some of the other uh, some of the other uh, Zeppelin albums. but Royal Orleans has always been a fun favorite for me.
2: I like Presence is one of the first albums I got when I started buying the cassettes and getting into Zeppelin. For some reason, I pick up presents of all of them, yep. and I got into that in Zeppelin three. And it, if you're on a trip and you only have a certain cassettes, you play those ones. And yeah, I like Royal Orleans as well. Uh, different type of vibe. You're right, uh, a little funky, but Bonham at his best, right? Yep. Carries the tune. Yep. All right, Zeus, you're up, buddy. Uh, for me, these are my top two. Um, I'm hoping nobody takes my top one. Nobody's taken this one, and this is the ultimate of all the um um Zeppelin country folk, um, uh, you know, acoustic guitar songs, and that's off Zeppelin three, and that's Bronny R Stomp. It is by far my favorite. Love the the, the vocals. love the guitar. Just imagining trying to play that as Jimmy Page is playing that guitar—that it could, that is insane. If I wanted to learn to play, I'd be like, "Teach me how to play guitar, so I can play that song." Uh, beautiful, beautiful song. Uh, the lyrics are fun, and it just—I love how it just picks up, and then Bonham picks up—you know—picks up right in the middle of the song, and then he stops, then he picks up again. It's just—I don't—I can't describe. It's just one of my favorite songs of all time.
1: Isn't it a song about a dog playing um, out in it's the field? It's about his
2: Merle dog, yes. Yes. Him Singing the rain. Yep, it's about him walking with his dog. And how happy to be. It's a Man, beautiful
0: tune. It's a great song. It's a very, very cool tune for sure. Zeppelin three is loaded with that kind of stuff. It's yes. an awesome song.
2: Tommy, there ain't no companion
1: like a blue-eyed Merle. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, Jay. My next song is from Physical Graffiti. It is um, one of the songs that they, I think it was the second or third track they had in their set list on this tour, and that is Sick Again, which I oh, yeah. totally love, totally dig that tune.
0: Yeah, that song kicks ass. That's a, I was going to put that on my list, but I figured somebody would have it. That song is awesome. Um, and w- while while we're talking about Zeppelin here, um I'm sure we were Zeppelin fans, so we've probably heard it, but be interested to hear what you think about um, Black Crows with Jimmy Page doing all the Zeppelin songs, because they do a killer version of Sick Again, um, and I think they actually do a killer version of everything. I think that entire album is spectacular, top to bottom.
1: Yeah, that was an interesting album. Um, I've, over the years, I've, I've loved it and hated it, and okay. I, I, I think they, did all, they do a great job on that record. And I think a lot of my disappointment of when that came out was that was was that before or after the page and plant stuff. And um, I think it was after. I'm not sure. Right. And I think the disappointment I had was I love the Black Crows and I love Chris Robinson. And I think they do a great job. But I think there was just like, well, if I want to hear Jimmy play Zeppelin tunes, I want to hear him play with Plant you know, and I think, yeah, you know, you're right. Yeah. And I, I, I'm listen, and I, I have it, it's in my collection and I do like what they do, but I think there's always just been some, when I hear it just some disappointment because I knew that the plant thing probably was never going to happen again. And, you know, it was like Jimmy, you know, also with the Coverdale page, you know, Robert Plant and David Coverdale, there's always been a rivalry between the two. They typically, you know, yep. don't really care for one another, and I think when when Page did that album prior to the Page and Plant stuff, I think that got Plant motivated to do stuff with with Jimmy again, and I think Jimmy tried to do the same thing with the Black Crow stuff, but Plant was you know kind of removed from the whole thing at that point.
0: Yeah, I think the I think that Black Crow Zeppelin album just kind of scratched a little itch. You know, because I, I like you, I'm a huge Black Crows fan, and you know, having Paige with them, I just I thought it was an interesting collaboration. I thought they did. I think uh, Chris Robinson's voice is is well suited for a lot of those songs, so it, it was an interesting collaboration. But but back to the song "Sick Again," um, killer song. Like, like you said, anything off Physical Graffiti is, is going to be excellent. So yeah, Zeus, "Sick Again,"
2: good song. Just another way to end a great album. Just to continue of that whole whole physical graffiti album um can't say enough about it it's a good tune
0: yeah all right so we'll wrap it up we're back to me um and this uh, I, this was kind of on the cusp of making my list but because a couple of my my songs were stolen i'm gonna throw it in here because it's an odd song um it, it kind of has a weird vibe to it it's not really like your true zeppelin song but it's. I guess I like it because it is unique and it's off a of coda, and that is poor Tom. Um, oh, wow! Wow! And, and I like. Yeah, and I see. I, I'm glad that's the reaction I wanted. I like it because I like the shuffle from Bonham on it. I like the way Plant is singing. It's not a song I'm going to go to all the time, but if I'm if I get Zeppelin in my car and it's on shuffle and I hear it, I like it. It's it's a cool song. Like you know, it's obviously not a hit. Um, But I like it. I think it's an interesting kind of experiment that that Zeppelin did, and I I like the drive of it with Bonham kind of shuffling through the song.
2: Um, That's your down by the seaside, isn't it? Okay, I'll
0: take it. I'll own it.
1: Yep, that's okay. Yeah, poor Tom. Poor Tom, right? (laughs) So... (laughs) Poor Tom. <laughs> poor
0: Tom. That's okay. Hey, hey, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna go out Hey, I wanted to go out within my time of dying, but instead I'm gonna go out with poor Tom, poor Tom.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Nobody picked this. This was my number one, this is my favorite Zeppelin song. I talk about this song on our KISS podcast. Shout it out loud, cast, all the time. And that is no, it's not off of Zeppelin 3. No, it's not off of physical graffiti. It's off Zeppelin 1. Mm. How many more times is by far my favorite, favorite Zeppelin song? Um, it. I don't know where to begin. The beginning bass, that riff, that John Paul Jones doom, 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 doom. Doom, doom. and then it just goes in, and then the bridge, and then he screeches, and then back to the. Dun, 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 dun. oh my god it kicks ass there's a early early like 1968 version of that online on youtube you can catch them doing it unbelievable jimmy's playing some sort of a um, I don't know what kind of guitar he's got like it's a little psychedelic guitar there i don't know awesome awesome youtube clip of it uh, i i can't i can't tell you how much that middle bridge when he sings a couple different types of songs in the middle of how many more times amongst them is that Albert King song that we talked about. Um, What do you call it now? now, Oh my God. Uh, The Hunter, which in the lyrics of the Hunter, he sings about the guy sings about pulling the trigger of my love. Although Robert Plant doesn't say gun, he says of my love yep. and that's when the, drum, the 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 beat picks up again but that song does say pulls the trigger of my love gun yep. in which Paul Stanley steals from Zeppelin stealing it from Albert King love the backstory love the lyrics love the guitar love the bass love the drums the drums are insane on that song the lyrics Everything great about Led Zeppelin is in that song, and that's how I'm finishing. Cool, interesting. Yeah, I, I,
0: I was gonna I was gonna throw that song on my list, but I kind of knew that that was your song. So, because we're such good friends, I let you
2: have it. Thank you, <laughs>
1: Jay. Go ahead. Interesting note about that song was that was responsible for the decades-long rift between Paige and Jeff Beck because in the guitar solo. It's a blatant ripoff of Beck's Bolero. And Jeff Beck was pissed for a long time at Jimmy Page for probably, you know, 10 to 20 years. They didn't speak to each other because Beck was adamant about Page stealing that from the quintessential Jeff Beck instrumental. I mean, every guitar player from the 80s, late 70s was was influenced by that piece of music. And Beck always, you know, or, or at that time at least, was very, very upset with Jimmy Page. Great song, though. One of my favorites. Um, that was actually going to be one that I picked because I ran out of songs. But, yeah, a great, great song. Nice.
2: Yeah, I would have I tell Jeff Beck, get in line with everybody else that gets upset about Zeppelin stealing shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
1: That's yep. the, You know, and I've mentioned this before on some other episodes, too. Like You hear all these Zeppelin fans get all over Greta Van Fleet about, Stealing Zeppelin's sound, and I'm like, do you realize that you're talking about Zeppelin, who pretty much stole almost everything on every record that they have? Whether it's when the levy <laughs> yeah, breaks, or it's like, come on, you know, especially that debut album. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah.
2: Yo, yep. Let's just change a couple words and not give credit to somebody, right, right, right. right.
1: So my last track, originally, as you guys were talking, and I was trying to find other songs, I, I had was going to go with Since I've Been Loving You, but I don't know if great you really book. think that's a deep track, though, because that was one of the essential albums off of Led Zeppelin Three. Great song. So I, I decided to go with T for One off of Presence. Um, just nice. a, another song that's like a journey, um, you know, almost 10 minutes long. Just a, a great vibe to it. You know, I think they were trying to capture what they had, with physical graffiti on that song, for whatever reason, it didn't resonate a lot with their with their fans at the time, but I think that song has gotten better with age and sounded better than it did in nineteen seventy seven
0: yeah, very cool song that was very close to making my list um yeah, I like it. I like the, the like like we've talked tonight, those long songs are, are very cool for sure
1: I should say seventy six but sorry about that, <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, no, I love it, love, love it it. Yeah, no, it's a good
2: tune. Uh, again, very underrated on a very underrated album.
0: Yes. Now, Jay, before before we before we wrap up, I just want to jump in here. One last thing: this song was going to be on my list, but I didn't I didn't include it. But I want to give it some some respect here. I didn't include it because it's not available on a studio album. It's only available on what I think is one of the all time greatest live albums ever made, and that is Zeppelin: The Complete BBC Sessions. And there's a song on there called The Girl I Love, she got long black wavy hair. Awesome tune. And that and that is absolutely one of my favorite Zeppelin songs I've ever heard. Um, I didn't include it in here because I you know, I didn't wanna I, I don't know what the, you know, quote unquote eligibility requirements were, because it doesn't appear on a studio album anywhere, although kind of, you know, Zeus picked a couple songs off that box set. Um but I, I, I think that's an absolutely spectacular song. That riff that Paige has in when Bonham comes in with the drums, that would have been uh kind of, you know, uh, number eleven or ten uh, A if you want on my list for sure. I, I just wanted to mention that song because I love it.
1: Yeah, great song. I I you know it's 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 disappointing. It never appeared on a studio album. Um but yeah, I, I enjoy that song as well. Cool.
2: Yeah, I had Stairway to Heaven. <laughs> my uh, 10 a. Um, oh now, the only what thing, album was that on? i never I'm curious, heard it guys. i'm curious guys what would you have said if i had going to california or dancing days would you say those are deep cuts
0: no i actually don't think that houses of the holy is a deep cut but that's okay those going to california and dancing days in my in my opinion i don't think i think those are teetering on the verge but i i, I don't know
2: yeah, I didn't put them in because I thought they weren't. I thought, eh, I think they're not deep cuts.
0: Yeah, I, I I I know you picked Houses of the Holy. I think that's kind of borderline as well.
1: Really? Yeah. What about me yeah. picking? Oh, a, I, that, what about me picking Achilles Last Stand?
2: I think that's a deep cut. That would okay. qualify for me. I think that's a deep cut because I think you have to like Zeppelin to know that. I I I think of the people that don't have Zeppelin albums. Some of the your lady friends, you're at a party and they hear it. They're gonna not know who Achilles Last Stand is. They're gonna walk out they... of the room if they hear Achilles Last. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you might might be right there, but it's true. I feel like they might know what going to California is. They yes. might know what Dancing Days is. They yep. might know like some other ones, but they're not gonna know Achilles Last Stand. They're not okay. gonna know how many more times. Um, maybe Thank You. I thought maybe too, but. Um, yeah, yeah, but I think hey, you know what? It's it's Jay's show. We can play fast yeah. and with the <laughs> yeah. and scare the ladies away. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: If you ever want to kill a date, put Achilles Last Stand on in the car, and <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to do it. Her, shut up, shut up. The song's not over yet. Come on, man. let's all,
1: it. All twelve minutes of it, you know. Here, here yeah, it comes. Fact. You know, a couple yep. of songs that's that I'm surprised that didn't make it. One is in the light. Um, you know, none of us had that song and off of Coda, another deep truck, a uh, deep track was we're going to groove. I was surprised no one had that as well. In the light was on the edge, but it's just a little too, eh.
0: like I, I, I like it, but, um, it, it would have been on, my, uh, we're going to groove is, is that's okay. But, uh, in the light, I, I do, I do really enjoy in the light, but, uh, it didn't quite make the cut.
2: But because I like Zeppelin 3, in Zeppelin 3, it's all deep cuts. That's I mean, I think that's is, one yeah. of the reasons, too. Yeah. And same thing with Physical Graffiti. If those are your favorite albums, you're going to get a lot of your deep cuts in there because they're not yep. super, like, you know, overplayed other than cashmere on uh, rock radio. Yep.
1: We're well, going right. to groove was I think, recorded for the Led Zeppelin 3 sessions. You know, uh, it's a song that could have made that album, and and yeah, I've I've always loved it. Um, You know, Zeppelin's a great band. I I uh, I hope that they put out some more live stuff. You know, that they kind of did with How the West Was Won. You know, maybe we'll hear some different tours that they did, and we'll be able to enjoy that. Because I thought sonically that album did a did a wonderful job of capturing the essence, probably more so than Song Remains the Same, but. I enjoyed your guys' list, man. It was a great, uh, great topic. Again, we were going to do this before. We decided to go with kind of the state of the rock topic that uh, I've been kind of running with, but this was fun to finally get to do it.
2: Yeah, I, I love, you know, getting out of our kiss element for a while. Um, and, you know, branching out, especially when it's Zeppelin. Uh, definitely uh, Mount Rushmore band for me and a lot of fun to discuss this such great music and uh obviously uh a blast and, and you know obviously thank you for having us on jay it's always great to be with you
0: yeah absolutely i mean like we we've like we said you know kiss is our band but zeppelin for zeus and i we both share a similar love for this and we could talk about i mean if we weren't doing a kiss podcast who knows maybe a zeppelin podcast because we we could just enjoy this band forever and uh we really appreciate you having on here and letting us talk about one of our uh, other favorite bands besides Kiss. We really appreciate it. A lot of fun.
1: Anytime, guys. I, I just got a couple more quick questions, though, for you. What do you think of the breaking news of David Lee Roth opening up for Kiss and on the summer dates for the End of the Road Tour? Um,
2: I don't care if it's uh, a guy banging on his uh, bongos. I would rather have <laughs> anything than that stupid fucking painter uh that's my opinion uh tom
0: i'll be honest with you jay i'm 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 actually excited um i i know i know what to expect i'm not going in thinking that we're going to see you know van halen um i know that david lee Roth. his vocals are questionable um so i'm not really sure what to expect but Um, I've only seen Van Halen once in my life, and it was early back with uh, Sammy Hagar, so I've never even seen David Lee Roth on stage. So um, I'm excited for it. It's interesting. It caught everyone off guard. I'm not really sure, unless you're a really deep insider, if you were were even aware of any rumors out there. When the story broke late last night, uh, right now it's Tuesday, December 17th, when the story broke on the 16th, um, no one believed it at first, then it was confirmed. Um, so I, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be interesting.
1: Yeah. You know, for those that don't know Roth and Kiss, Van Halen and Kiss have a, have a long history and, Absolutely. and uh, you know, Gene Simmons is the one that produced their, one of their demos when they were trying to get a record deal back in the seventies. It was confirmed yep. by Gene Simmons that Alex and Eddie appear on the demo for two songs off a of love gun. That was, um... Oh, uh, oh, Christine sixteen. Christine sixteen, and then was it? Uh, and then she kissed me. I think was the other one.
0: Yes, I believe that. Yeah. I believe so.
1: There's also some people that think that Gene kept the solo for Christine sixteen by Eddie on the album. That's never been confirmed, but that is one of the rumors. You can read that read about that in the book Van Halen Rising. But there was also a lot of um, tension between Gene and David Lee Roth, as it's mentioned in that book, where. Roth would invite Gene to see Van Halen when they were in LA and then not leave tickets for him at the window. Um that's in that book too. So so there's a there's a little bit of history there between them. And I'm sure now, you know, it's a business and you know, one, you know, one hand washes the other. One, you know, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. So my only question though is is who's in the Roth band? Is it gonna be the band he's performing with in Vegas, or is it gonna be Billy Sheen, Steve Vai, and Greg Bissonette?
0: I don't think there's any. Ch- I, I don't think we're going to be lucky enough to see Billy Sheehan and Steve Vai. I, I don't think so. I mean, as as the, at the time of this recording, I don't think anybody really knows. I think it'll probably be that Vegas band. But you know, I think one of the questions for me is who is behind this and how did this happen? Um, you know, because like we've been talking about, you know, Kiss with the with the painter opening up for them. Um, oh. And and if Kiss isn't having a painter opening up for them, you know, they, they to have somebody like David Lee Roth, I mean, I'm already hearing rumors out there on social media, you know, the, the toxic social media that we like to talk about on Shout It Out Loudcast. People like, oh, Kiss needs a boost in ticket sales. David Lee Roth will get those di- ticket sale boosts. I don't believe that. I know Zeus doesn't either. But I think it is interesting to get a name. I mean, there's very few names bigger than David Lee Roth. For and sure. to get him opening for kiss is is is, is interesting.
1: I do believe yeah, that there, I don't, yeah, go ahead go ahead go ahead, Jay. Jay. I, I do believe that there there might be something with the ticket ticket sales in that. The summer concert season is going to be very competitive this year. Absolute, You've got crew absolutely. and leopard going on on tour. There's rumors of a priest and maiden show. there's the black crows. there's DC. That's supposed to be going on on tour. Um, there's a couple other big tours that have not yet to, yet to be announced. So I thought, you know, I think the promoters are like, listen, you can't bring a fucking painter out with you when Crew and Leopard are touring and Maiden and Priest are touring and ACDC are touring. you got to get someone else in there to, to get some attention back in, into KISS. And I think, you know, I think that has a lot to do with it. Um, you don't go and bring David Lee Roth out of the bullpen unless you have you know a a a reason to do it and i think there's that's the biggest reason
0: yeah i think it might be i think it might be to 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 put them over the top um because kiss is selling tickets but like you said in order to remain visible and remain competitive um because people only have a finite amount of concert dollars to spend and like you said this summer is extremely competitive in the classic rock arena um and you're right. I think David Lee Roth, like you said, might be that little push. You know, like when a football team signs a big-time free agent, you know, they might not need him, but he's going to help them. Um, and and I, you're right. I think maybe David Lee Roth might be that little bump to get them uh, to kind of fill out those venues during the summertime. Zeus, go ahead.
2: No, I was just going to say uh, I- I'm with you on that. You're right. When you think about it, like, it's got to be one of those things like, you guys have some balls. All these other bands are teaming up and you think you can come out, this is their second tour round. This isn't the beginning. Oh, this is the end. Let's go get tickets to see Kiss because you may not see them again. They just announced a second leg, and there will be a third U.S. leg. At some point, people are going to be like, they're playing the same shit. Why am I seeing them and the fucking Painter again? So this might push them a little bit over. Yeah, let's go see him. David Lee also, it. David Leroux up probably should be a ton of fun. Um, I think you'll pull in. It should be. It's just fun.
0: Yeah, and I think I think you I think you're right. I think you'll pull in maybe some people that were on the fence, or maybe some people that aren't huge Kiss fans, but maybe they're you know big David Lee Van Halen fans. I think it'll help. I don't think I don't, I'm not really sure how much Kiss needed it, but it's definitely going to be a, a boost and, and increase their 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 visibility for sure. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and it's not, not like agreement. yeah, and it's not like it's been a long time since they just did their first round. I mean, it was last year, you know. So they're coming around very soon to similar markets that are close to the places they played once before. And like Zeus said, you know, I mean, people already saw him. And you got to have someone, something else to bring him back in the door. They're not going to go see Kiss again if there's no, you know, if, if the guy's got his, uh, you know, his, uh, his, what do you call it, his uh, easel out and painting and you're doing paint by number while you're waiting for Kiss, you know. <laughs> so, what, you, Well, what, Jay, you don't want to hear cold gin for the 100th millionth time? Uh, only that it's done by well, like that's, midgets.
2: That's a different subject matter. I'm sorry. I don't want to get us off course, well, but well, you know, that real, set list is another pet peeve of mine, but
0: real, real quick, before we wrap it up here, Jay, if you give me a second here, so talking about the painter in the uh, opening band, I thought it was interesting that over the weekend, uh, Kiss is in Japan right now, as we speak and over the weekend, uh, David Garibaldi, the, 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 the artist who's been opening for kiss, uh, he was in the States and he was doing his performances at, football stadiums before i don't know if it was the halftime or before the game um he was performing at a uh, at a kansas city chiefs game and it caught my attention and i'm like well wait a minute so this guy they didn't bring him to japan like what's going on and then you know less than 24 hours later the news breaks that david lee roth is opening up for them uh when they come back to the state so kind of an interesting uh, timeline and um you know it's it's getting people to talk about kiss that's for sure if they weren't talking about him before
1: I wonder what the cut is that Rod's getting, you know, because considering Gene and Paul are, you know, tight asses, I wonder how much he's getting per show. A lot more interesting. than a-, a lot of
0: people, a lot of people have been talking about that, too. And that that's going to be an interesting thing, because, you know, that'll come out. Yeah,
1: because, I mean, he's going to want more than the painter, you know. <laughs> so
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah.
1: Well, all right guys I do appreciate you doing this once again, Tom and Zeus from the Shout It out loudcast one of the greatest great kiss podcasts out there if you haven't checked them out, go do so lots of laughs they've got a uh, a great topic which is the what what's it the uh, the what do you what are you annoyed with most the social media posts and the and and all you know I voted for the social media posts, the the you know the Paul Stanley <laughs> social media posts which is driving me nuts but Go check them out. They do a great job. Um, always a welcome guest here on the podcast. The Hook Rocks. Thanks again, guys.
0: Thank you, Jay. We enjoy it. Oh, well, happy holidays to you! And your, happy holidays to you and your family. Thank you. Yeah, I was just gonna say Jay, that. Merry Christmas.
1: Thanks.
2: Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, Jay. Thank you. Thank you to all your listeners out there. Have a
1: safe and healthy uh, holiday season, and uh, looking forward to a great new year coming up, buddy. All right. Thanks, guys. Once again, this is Jay Scott. This is the Hook. Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. Merry Christmas, everyone. Happy holidays. We'll talk again soon. Thank you.